Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sap and Chance. Welcome to our second annual year in review wrestling show. Guys, we're going to tell you who our favorite male, female wrestlers of the year, matches of the years are. So if you guys want to find out, you got to strap in and tune in. Sap and Chance out. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to the first episode of Sap and Chance for 2024. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year to my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance. Michael's Chance, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Happy New New Year to you as well. Thank you, brother man. Here we go. Here we go. 2024, let us keep growing what we've planted. And, uh, you know, I think great things are going to, you know, just keep coming for us, right? Like 2023 was really, really cool. A lot of... uh, unexpected things a lot of really good things happened as well uh but all in all 2023 i thought was really great how about you thought it was really good we had some guests on here that if I, you would have asked me a year ago we, i didn't think we'd ever be able to get to them and have them on and we did and we had some good boxing guests and wrestling guests and even a political guest so i mean we covered a lot of ground and it was good we did really good i'm excited for this year no absolutely so before we get into this year and we get on to the road of wrestlemania which i really think started last night uh, we'll talk about that later on here but uh why don't we start with it right off the bat man uh let's get right into it who do you have for your male wrestler of the year you know i i know everybody's saying cody rhodes all the experts and and i was thinking roman reigns but when you look at it and research it and review it they're right I had to go with Cody Rhodes. As much as I'm not a huge fan of the guy, his feud with Lesnar, winning the Rumble, you know, the, the comeback from AEW to this, they finally be a mid-card, mid-card Rhodes, mid-card Rhodes to almost, almost reaching that pinnacle, which they probably will at WrestleMania. And his promos are getting better. He's dressing good. He looks the part, those suits. He's just in the zone, and I had to go with Cody Rhodes. And the feud with the bloodline, too. I've got to mention that. So, for me, slam dunk, uh, Cody Rhodes, male wrestler of the year. You? I would a little different here, man. I didn't expect to hear Cody's roads here. Like I was going between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Uh, but ultimately at the end of it all, I picked Seth Rollins. Now, okay. the reason I picked Seth Rollins was based on activity. Yes, I get it. Roman's becoming an attraction and whatnot. But since code since Seth has won the championship at WrestleMania, he's defended it more in that he's very active yeah right and and that's what i was looking for here a this guy has reinvented himself again and again yes he's a little annoying with his cackling and everything but you cannot deny what he's accomplished in the ring and how he's carried the company um his match with logan paul uh no no uh yeah yeah, yeah. So, you know, you take all those things into account, everything, winning the world championship. He can wrestle anybody. Yeah, he's yeah, so good. and he looks great in the ring with everyone. I mean, I'm not saying he's, a you know, the next incarnation of a Shawn Michaels or, or, or Kurt Angle in that sense. Closest we're going to get, though. But that's the closest we're going to get in terms of you can – I think he's one of the few guys in the company, in my opinion, that can have a great match with a broomstick. Yep. Right? Yeah, he's entertaining. You could, you couldn't go wrong with Cody – Roman or Seth or right the male wrestler, you could really go either way with any yeah, one of them. Yeah, and I, with Cody, I just felt that he was kind of like, okay, we're just building up towards something, you know, you know, long term here with him, and he's held his own, like you know, just yeah. the little programs that he's had here and there. The Lesnar feud, yeah. 
But I think what kind of drew me away from Cody was the fact was the last little while that the end of every Raw, it was him coming to make the save. And I know, I know. It's a little over the top. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, neither one of our choices are wrong. So we got Cody and we have Seth on these two sides. So guys, just so everybody knows we have no idea what you're going to pick, what I'm going to pick. It's it's better that way. So yeah, we just basically came up with the list and we shared it with each other. We We confirmed what we wanted to pick. And here we are. So whatever he, whatever Chance is saying, whatever I'm saying, we're hearing for the first no time. No idea. Well, all right. So now that we've cleared that up, why don't we go to female wrestler of the year? I'll start with this one. Um, I was going to go, like, I, I really, really tried to look at all the promotions and all of this, right? Yes. Yeah, I got some other stuff too. Yeah. The one problem I had with the AEW side of it was that there was just so much incompleteness, like, you know, just inconsistency with the, with the talent, with the people coming in and out. Um, so, I mean, for me, I, I, for me, this is a no brainer. It came down to Becky Lynch or Rhea Ripley. I went Rhea Ripley just because again, Becky's body of work has been amazing all year. She's been active as heck, but in just terms of pure dominance of, of an organization. And I base it on this. If they were to both walk through the airport, who would everyone go to? And right now it seems it's Rhea. So Rhea is the face of women's wrestling, in my opinion, over everyone, uh, over EO. And that was a tough one because I really was, you know, wanting to pick EO Sky. But again, it's just like she's there. She's doing great work. But she just doesn't have that. I don't know, that polar, that that that, that, that magnetism. She doesn't that, have that, Rhea. that stuff, you know, like Rhea and Becky. Yeah, but Rhea right now, hands down, just, you know, controlling the Judgment Day, doing it. She's probably the best part of the Judgment Day. Uh, her dominance with all the promos and everything that she's done. She's just really, she stands out over everybody, man. You put her in any other organization. I mean, I, I think what I tried to look at as well was I looked at, okay, if we brought all the girls in and all the men in to have a competition, like from all the organizations who would stand above everyone, and Rhea, I mean, at this point right now, she she stands above everybody in female wrestling. Yeah, I, I went with Rhea too. Yeah, it had to. It's a no-brainer, really. I mean, she won the Rumble. Her match at WrestleMania 39 with Charlotte was one of the better matches. And she dominates. Amend- she isn't a fact a lot of weakling men. I get it. But she's still the boss of that crew. I guess the only woman ever to be a boss of a faction in wrestling that I can ever think of. The um, unspoken boss. Uh, yeah, an, an unspoken boss. Yeah, yeah, and she's just bun- bunch bossing around the weaklings. But, uh, yeah, she's had a great, great 2023. And that match with Charlotte Flair, for me, put her over the top and winning the Rumble, and she dominates. So she's yeah. by far the best women's worker right now. I don't think yeah. anybody's even close to her. No, she's no, in that zone, I, right? It's her time. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and, and um, you know, just she started off 2024 strong as well. I just, yeah. I think it, it, it's just not in-ring as well. It's just her expressions and her diction and, and, just the way she carries herself, you know what I mean? She's yeah. just she's just so complete right now. You know, it, it's really hard not to pick her over anyone else, right? Yeah, she has to be. Yeah. yeah, I don't think many other people could. You couldn't really go any other way. I guess you could Becky, but Rhea took it. Well, I mean, with with Bianca, I mean, Bianca could have been in there. Io could have been in there. I mean, they're all the honorable mention. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what these two have done just far beyond everyone else's expectations. Absolutely. All right debut of the year i'll let you go first on this one that's hard to say because so many guys come and go switch promotions but i mean it has to be the old man himself phil brooks cm punk i mean he came back to wwe um 
and there's their hottest social media buzz they've had ever. So CM Punk, man, coming to WWE, I don't think anybody's even close to that. What yeah, no, same. I had that as well. I had that more as a re-debut because, I mean, really, what was it? What A debut is someone who's never been there, but we haven't, you know, yeah yeah so i mean just re-emerging i mean you know coming from where he came from all the stories that we were hearing controversy all the controversies and for him just to show up in november and just you know again it's it's kind of like it shows you the levels of of these two companies of what they're at and you know it's nfl to cfo yeah like yes cm punk was in AEW, and and he garnered a lot of attention and he garnered a lot of publicity and really helped that company out for a month, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Right. But now within that first month that he's been back in WWE highest merch, you know, like, I mean, he's basically, they've already made the money back on him in a way. Yeah. And he, and one thing that I give him credit for, he always, you know, he dresses kind of like the poor guy and looks like the guy you see at a bar in the East end. Right. But he finally came out and said, I'm here. Not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And he always pre- pretended to be, you know, like Eddie Vedder. They're rich, but they're too cool to admit it. He's finally like, hey, wait a minute. People know what I am. I love money. I'm here for the money. And good yeah. way to end his career. And good for him. No, no, 100%, man. I mean, okay, look, at the end of the day, why do we strive for what we strive for? Comfortable, you know, to be comfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And there's nothing wrong with saying that either. It's you know, there's nothing wrong. Like, dude, there is nothing wrong to say that, hey, I want a comfortable life, right? I mean, who mm-hmm. who goes out of their way and says, no, I really want to live on the street? Yeah, I know. I've never met that guy or girl, right? <laughs> yeah, no. We were all striving. Like, yes, yeah, some of us have really, really high aspirations, but for the most of us, we're just looking to know that we're comfortable for the rest of our lives and that our children are comfortable. Absolutely. Right? It, it's not Ferraris and, and Lamborghinis and Bentleys. You know, I'd be happy with a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's, just, it's just comfortability. Yes, money plays a role in everything that we do. I mean, money makes the world go round. So anyone who says they don't like money, I mean, I like money because it gets me comfortable. Exactly. Absolutely. I don't like money for what it does to people. I don't like money for how it makes people think sometimes. But for the most part, yeah, it all comes down to money. We digress. Biggest story of the year. Um, I'll go on this one. I think it's it's a no-brainer for me. It, it, it was outside the ring. It was McMahon selling the company, TKO, merger, that whole thing. Um, smooth as ice, man. Like, literally, if you think about it, it only happened five, six months ago, but it's not really, you know. Dude, that, that's the number one story for sure. I was going to say the same thing. But the guy literally sells the company. What People differentiate on the numbers. Some say $6 billion, Some say $9 billion. I don't know what it was exactly. Different reports. Let's just say it was $6 billion. He sells the company, and he's still, people forget this, he's still chairman of the board for TKO. People think he's just sitting on the beach. No, he's still working every day. Yeah. He's still the chairman of the board. No, he's so, still chairman he's, on the board. Yeah. He's, still, he's still heavily involved. I mean, anyone who wants to argue that, you know, feel free to. We're here. Uh, I guess, what is he, second or third in command of the whole place besides Ari? Well, I mean, he's behind Ari, but Ari's also put restrictions on him in terms of what he can do. So, I mean, a lot of what we're seeing. Yeah, I don't it's in the contract, he, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's heavily involved in what we're seeing in terms of production or storylines anymore, per se. I'm sure he still has a whisper in someone's ear back there. Oh, absolutely, he does. But, I mean, for the most part, he's more of... Uh, the business side. The business side, an acquisition side, right? I mean, I believe the story came out this year as well that because of McMahon... UFC got the deal that they did in Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Dana White said that he made it happen. Right. 
I mean, even though Dana had been working that angle for so long, I mean, you got to think about this. Uh, UFC and Saudi have been working together before any of this happened, right? So for him to come in and and to be more dominant than than the party before, the Dana Whites of the world and whatnot, to get what he did for them. So, I mean... Vince is always ahead of his time. He's the first, first combat sports guy to go streaming. He's the first guy to go to Saudi Arabia. He's the first guy to bring the women's division up. Even before Dana White let women fight, he had women champion. The guy is always out of his time. He's brilliant. He knew when he sold it, what his role would be, what he was going to do. He had all his ducks in a row. So he's obviously happy doing what he's doing and uh, made a ton of money. And Look, bottom line is we can go back to where most people, well, not most people, but some of the people who listen on our show weren't even, you know, we're still we're still a dream in their parents' eyes. They didn't exist. You know, we go back mm. to 1985, WrestleMania 1. Let's, let's go right from there. I mean, pay-per-view was not much of, of a thing. It was more closed-circuit TV. Yeah. If it wasn't for the WWE and Vince McMahon, pay-per-view wouldn't be where it was today. Absolutely. Right? And so he, he started that. You look at all the platforms that are out there, Peacock, Max, you name it. He started it. Mm-hmm. He got them all on that page as well. So I mean, yeah, yeah. hands down, biggest story of the year. TV. And he's going to move Raw to a streaming service. Just a matter of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, Amazon. Who knows? Netflix. I don't know where it goes, but it's going to. Well, be it's coming. at Peacock right now. It is right now, but they're going to they're going to move it. They're going to do like a big deal coming up here. I don't know where, but yeah. But wherever they go, I mean, it doesn't affect us. I mean, Canada still has the network. Smackdown too. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll see where they go. All right storyline of the year i had a hard time with this one man i really did and it, there wasn't much for me i felt that i could choose from um but i tell you what you go you go first i'm curious well i had i had, I, I don't really care for the guy but because i was there live in montreal watching him um and seeing his story it's sammy zane the bloodline for me i know what happened at the beginning of 2023 Mm-hmm. But just listening to the crowd and just how crazy they were for him in Montreal, the SmackDown in for the Chamber the next night, and uh, he did good. He did good, good acting and everything. The match was good. Like so, that whole Sami Zayn bloodline for me is the uh, story feud of the year. I think you. Yeah, no bloodline for me as well. I mean, it kind of ended. It kind of fizzled out after WrestleMania yeah. a little bit, right? I mean, they uh... could have kept it going. They kind of just cut it right dead, but. But I mean, at that time, it just kind of the way it just kind of all played out. I guess it yeah. all kind of played out after everyone kind of left and, you know, disbanded and whatnot. And and ever since then, Sammy kind of fell. He's kind of in the mid range again, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, bloodline storyline right now. Right. So but, you know, let's see. Let's see where they go with it. But for now, it has to be that. That's it. Just like yeah, that pop that I heard in Montreal Elimination Chamber. That was definitely, you know top five top five pops that probably yeah and i know he's from there i get it but yeah they went nuts for that guy yeah 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 all right i think this is a no-brainer for both of us here when we say best promotion or best best uh promotion or uh best company of the year let's call it that uh, don't have to think about it no yeah. no i mean i don't even know if we have to even justify that pick with anything um, we can go ratings wise attendance wise however you want to break it down they got them well, I mean, it's just a global reach, everything, right? I yep. mean, I, I think we talked about this. Yes, AEW had their huge show in the United Kingdom, right? But the reality of that is just like the amount of money that they had to put into that show and what have you. What were their returns? They weren't that great. Yeah. Um, London is that one place in the world that doesn't pay for shows, right? We yeah. talked about this earlier. 
like even the WWE, whatever they run in the UK, uh, outside of London, yes, they'll get a royalty, but in London, they will never get a royalty. No one, yeah. right? London is that one place that consistently can handle its own business. So, um, it, it probably cost them a lot to have the show there. Um, no but I think what kind of hurt me, like hurt them in my decision making, was them coming back off that hot, hot show, which was a great show, right? Mm-hmm. The show itself was really, really, really yeah. good. Um, but to come back and have 50 people in your crowd for another pay-per-view, like I'm, I'm exaggerating that number a little bit, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, so I, I mean, W AEW had some great moments, but I think they had a lot more controversy. And I think it, it's, it's almost that they, they finally hit the ground. You know what I mean? They were shot out of a rocket and it was beautiful and everything. And now they finally come back to earth and everything kind of unraveled a little bit backstage. Uh, Thank you, Mr. CM Punk and Jungle Boys and the elite and all of it. But I don't think they truly ever recovered from that. True. To be honest, they didn't. Um, It kind of put a black mark on the eye of the company because what owner in the right mind would let CM Punk talked the way he did. And I was going to say, that is the worst. I'm just going to say, this is the worst moment of the year is when CM Punk was insulting Tony Khan's company right in front of his face. You wouldn't dare do that to Vince McMahon. He would yank the mic out of your hand and possibly fight you on the stage or grab you. He would not tolerate that. So that goes to show Tony Khan's weakness. And he doesn't dress like a boss. He dresses like a guy you see at at the bar, right? He doesn't, McMahon wears suits. He, He comes in the room, you feel his aura. He commands respect, right? Tony Khan comes in the room, he doesn't command anything. So he needs to hire some better professionals backstage, better agents, people a little more strict to get these guys in line. You can't be letting Jungle Boy and Kenny Omega and, and the elite and all these guys, you know, be running the show. And, and he's got wrestlers on disciplinary committees. No, get, get Dan O'Brien is a good guy, but get him out of there. Let him focus on the wrestling. You don't, it's too much. It's too, too disorganized, basically. He needs to organize better. His dad needs to step in and say, Tony, this is how you're on it. Do it this way, do it that way. They have good talent, it's just not run very well. Yeah, no, and that's the only and that's the biggest problem. I mean, it's very WCW like type of mentality back there, right? The inmates the inmates basically run the asylum. But less ratings, less coolness. That's a problem. Here's Chris Jericho said it best. Vince McMahon needs to run AEW for a year. Let him get back there and he get all these guys in line. If not, you're out. And Jericho said it best. And these guys haven't worked for Vince. They don't know what it's like to to be to command results, to demand that you do this and you need to do it or you're gone. Well, you look at majority of that roster, and you know, this is a social issue I really don't want to get into, but look at the age group that we're dealing with in there. That's right? part the, of it. The mentality That's a huge part of it. And, and and where these people are from and how they interact and how they think. Like I mean, if you were to say to me, okay, Samp. You have the opportunity to sit down with Jim Lampley and 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 so and so and and you know um, Jr. Okay, you know what? Sorry, let me take that back. You have the opportunity to sit down with Jr. and and pick his brain about commentating and pick his brain about how to bring the product to the people through the microphone. I would jump at that opportunity. And what the problem is is a lot of these young bloods think they're better than everything. That's true. They're, smart. And, They're the smartest guys in the room, yeah. Right, and they don't want to learn from the best, right? Where we're humble, our generation is still has that humility in them, where we see yeah. greatness and we 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 don't bow to them. We show our our respect. We listen. We, we want take to, their we advice. Listen. Yeah. We want to learn, and that's the problem with AEW. And this is why, you know, Regal left 
is because he tried his best to come there. His intention to come there was to work with this raw, untouched talent and, and mold it into the way it should be. But none of these guys wanted to take, you know, any lessons from that learning tree, man. Yeah, it's, they have no fear of repercussions. You, Tony Khan just said, you guys are going to listen to Regal and train with them and pick his brain. If you can't, you know, develop your skills and work to get better and move this product, guess what? You're out of here. There's no I think fear. It'd be really you know I mean? cool if McMahon did go there. That would be an amazing story. Can you imagine him going in there and actually be making it better than the company he created? Yeah, let him let him do creative and let him run the backstage for one year. Those guys would be in line really quick, or they'd be gone. They'll all show up at WWE because they don't yeah. want to work there. Yeah, know? we won't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jericho's right though. They don't. They don't get it. Some of those guys. They don't get it. A lot of them don't get it. Right, and a lot of them will never get it, and until they don't get, and the problem is when they do finally get it, it's too late. Too late. Right. Damage is done. Right, like uh, this morning, for example, before we came on, I saw this thing from Velveteen Dream. Now that guy's been marred in a lot of controversy, sexual assault, innuendos, drug charges, this and that. Um, but today he released a video on X, just apologizing to everybody and being vulnerable. Well, okay. So it just shows that, you know, it's it's a level of maturity. And I think, unfortunately, and we're victims of this as well, but we come from a different time where, you know, it was just, you know, you have to mature and it happens earlier for some and it happens later for others, right? Yeah. So that's what Absolutely. it comes well down to. All right. So final topic of the year. And you know what? I already know where you're going to go with this, but I you'll be, be surprised with mine. Announced team of the year. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite crew, and I and I love picking WWE, but I don't care for their commentating all, okay. all, all through and through. But I like Tony Schiavone, I like Taz, Excalibur. Yeah. All right, um, so, I wish somebody would bring back Mike Tanay. I think he's a good commentator; they could use him. And Jim Ross, he does fumble a bit, but he still has that iconic voice, right? So him too, well, great commentating team. I will, I will agree with you. Wow, I didn't want to, but but here's the reality of it, man. I have to be objective, right? I, yeah. I love WWE and I do like yeah, me too. That. But the last three weeks since we last debated this, I went back and I really, really listened to it. Like, I mean, I was, I think I was focusing more on the commentating than I was actually focusing on the action in the ring. And you're right. It's it just that it's that continuity. It's that it's mm. that connection that they have together. And they do. They flow well. Fair, um, you know, minus Taz. I, I wouldn't include Taz, but I would say that it's Excalibur. And and Shivani right now okay. have chemistry and it is nostalgic in a bit, right? I mean, even yeah, you know, watch the old, voice, yeah. you know, it, it it is nostalgia as well. That kind of plays a role in it. Um, nothing against the WWE team, I like them, but they they're doing what they have to do. Um, yeah. I think the reality is that Dynamite, those guys have a bit more freedom with their mic they and do. what they can do. And, you know, just based on that, I have to go with it. I think, you know, if, if you put Tony Schiavone Excalibur in a WWE environment, I don't know if it would work if they could. Actually, Tony, thank you right I think I said that last podcast, Tony Schiavone said that McMahon was going to sign him before he went to AEW. He said Bruce Pritchard was trying to bring over Tony's. Like, I don't know. He wanted more money. But yeah, Vinny should have snagged him, throw him on SmackDown or something. You know why he let him go, right? The first time? Yeah. No, why? He was only there for a year. He just he didn't like his twang. He didn't like the Southern Twilight. Yeah, other than that, he didn't like that down south hillbilly stuff. Yeah. Right? He didn't like that vibe that he was like the, his voice. So this day, Tony Schiavone says the best match he's ever called was uh, Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in a steel cage match. Like 88 or 86 or whatever year he was in there. 
I heard him say that a few times. Of all the Shivani? matches called, Tony Schiavone said that. He called that? No, 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 no. He wasn't there for WrestleMania too. No, it was a house show or something like that. Oh. He said the cage match that he called between, I think it was Hogan and Bundy. I can't remember. It was Hogan and somebody was the best match he's ever called. He's called a lot of a lot of classics. So no, he has, man. And he was there for the NWO and he, I mean, you know, just all of it. But so yeah, no, hands down. You know what? I think that's it for me. I, I I'd have to say that those guys. Yeah. Um, but there you go, man. We got our year in review. Is there anything you wanted to add to this year? Last we year. We haven't done match of the year yet. Ah, match of the year, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot to write that down. All right. I tell you what, you want me to go first? Yeah, take it. All right. So match of the year for me. It was back to WrestleMania, and I really, really struggled with this one, man. And, you know, I'm still struggling with it as I'm about to announce it because I'm not sure if I picked the right one. In my heart, in my heart of hearts, the match of the year for me was Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, night one of WrestleMania. Because to this day, that match still stands out in my mind for that whole card. You know, like if I look at WrestleMania, all of it, yeah, the Usos and... and, and, um, the Usos and Kevin Owens. That was a really good match, but the crowd made it really good in that sense, right? I think the best match of both WrestleMania nights, and and this match I actually said before the podcast, I wasn't looking forward to it, but was Gunther, Sheamus, and uh, McIntyre. That was, to me, the best match of WrestleMania. That's what I had written down as the match of the year. Yeah, great match. But, I mean, so for me, again, that was the match of the year. Uh, Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus. You know, but but it, I I still you know you know what you go with that one. I'm gonna go with that ladies match. No, I'm saying that's the best match of WrestleMania. But but actually, my match of the year actually, and I'm skimming through them. You know, watching some of them on YouTube to, to prep for the show, and actually, it was from Forbidden Door, and it was actually Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. I went with that one. I just thought they were some of the hard hitting moves, some of the action, fast pace. It was between that and the Gunther match for me, but. I went with uh, Omega and Osprey. Forbidden Door. No, no, you know what? And that was a great match. There's as well. so many good matches. You can really there pick was. ten of them. Really, there was. But I think for me, and again, guys, we're not we're not basing this off of anyone else's list. This is just yeah. us, what we've covered. And you know, I went with my heart. You know, I'm going to stay with my heart on this one. I'm going to go with yeah. that ladies match, just because, like I said, after I watched it, I was like, wow, that was yeah, it was good, amazing. right? And even now, like even on the network, they've been replaying old matches, and I saw it again for a second time. I was like, I was still mesmerized by it, even though I knew the outcome. I've never seen two women work so hard before. When I say hard, like I mean shoot style. Like these yeah, girls were good. putting it; they they were you know putting it on each other. And Osprey and Omega, they've had those matches as well, where they just they just work so well, they click. And they do, yeah. You know, and again, they're just putting it on each other. I'm right? not a huge fan of their characters and their mic work and stuff, but I'm just talking just for the in-ring from what I see. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, no, Forbidden Door match was great. It was there as well. But at the end of the day, I was thinking, okay, this Gunther match was amazing as well. Yeah. Uh, the reason why, because no one expected anything from it. Exactly. You know what I mean? It was kind of... Yeah, it was like a, just a filler. You, it was, you it was just a match, right, to have there. But I mean, then again, if you think about it, WrestleMania is a place where you're supposed to put it all on the line right and and they really did the girls did and whatnot but brother i guess that's it that's our year in review for Mm -hmm. us good yeah some good picks yeah yeah. some of them you just can't die like Rhea for women wrestler there no anyway biggest story tko you can't go wrong with that one right but everything else was kind of up there i think the one one pick that i think was kind of uh telling was the storyline we need better storylines 
reading better storylines. Some of it's has to do with the writers. Some of it is the talent. They just, they just, some guys just don't have that natural charisma or mic work. They're great in the ring. They can flip and spin like a gymnast. But they can't make, make you believe in them. Some of these guys. And that's the problem. So it's a combination of writing and some of the talent. Well, the storyline also is like the, what is it? The, 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 uh, how long people can pay attention for, right? You know, that's I mean? part of it too. We're all about shorts and quick clips, right? Viral, so, what's the most viral moment of the year? Was it when Logan Paul and Ricochet smashed in the ring there? That jump it was spot one of those, or when Hawk, when Rock came back, Rock came back. Well, that, no, that was oh, the first time, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah, CM yeah, Punk, yeah. And CM Punk came back, right? I mean, it's just those are the kind of the viral moments. And uh, you know, what I hope we see in 2024, I like to see Logan. I know we're not going to see Logan Paul versus CM Punk, but I like to see them kind of promo on each other. I think you'll probably see it eventually, right? Because they can, both um, guys can talk smack. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's that. Should we just take a quick peek at 2024? Yeah, let's do a quick preview of it, yeah. So WrestleMania, in my opinion, started last night. We're not going to review Raw, but they announced that a former champion will be coming back. Jinder Mahal comes back. <laughs> and, and I'm shaking my head, and I'm feeling sorry for him because of the position that he's being put in, right? Like you're being at this point, just happy to be on TV. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. What made me sad. What no, did what not made me sad, but what kind of just kind of irked me a little bit was the direction he was going with the character. Like no more of these anti-American guys, right? Like I mean, it just it just we've seen it too many times, right? Um, but he started down that path. He was speaking in Punjabi, um, and I was translating it loosely in my head. And to be fair. He wasn't really saying like, you know, I don't, he said that he was singing the American anthem in Punjabi. I couldn't hear it. It, it, it didn't, it, I don't think he was saying that. I'm just going to clarify that. Yeah. The second part though, he was pretty dead on in what he was saying until the rocks music hits everything, you know, it wasn't as exciting as it was the first time. It's interesting. I, I, I didn't watch Raw. I was watching the football game. I'm going to watch it today. I've yeah. seen a couple of clips, but I don't understand why they're using Jinder Mahal to do the anti-American thing, and then have the Rock come out. Rock's not like he's like not like a pro-American guy. He's not anti-American. He's just a whatever. It's not like he's a raw, raw Kurt Angle, all red, white, and blue. So I found that weird how they didn't let Jinder, you know, badmouth America. And then here comes the Rock. But it's not like the Rock is a pro-American. He's just a whatever guy. You know what I mean? So I found that strange. Well, I mean, Hogan can't do much. I mean, who else was going to come out at this point? Right? Kurt Angle can barely walk, I guess. Kurt Angle can barely work. I mean, that was that was that was Hogan's spot forever. Yeah, if Hogan right? still move, he would. But he, he could, walk. right? But I don't think, I don't think the end game of this was the Jinder Mahal and and Rock promo. I think we're looking more ahead to WrestleMania. Um, after he beats him up, he says basically, "Hey, I hear San Diego has a lot of good places to eat. Where should I go?" And I think he names a couple places. He goes, oh, okay, well, where should I sit? Should I sit at the bar? Should I sit at this? Should I sit that? Or should I sit at the head of the table? Yeah. Crowd just blew up. Here we go, WrestleMania 40. So we know that's going to happen. So if Rock if Rock and Reigns go out at WrestleMania 40, so what Cody going to do? Gonna this fight. is the question now. Rollins again? No, we, we. I think Rollins and um, Punk are, are what set. What about Cody? Well, the story's not finished yet. He's got to work a little bit harder. I still say Cody beats him, but here's the reality of it, man. And I said this many times. Roman will not drop the title till after Mania. He'll beat The Rock. He's not going to lose the title. If he beats, if The Rock beats him, it's because it's going to be a non-title match, right? Cody, that wouldn't be good at WrestleMania. No. You've got to have a belt in line for these Co guys. Cody 
regardless, if that's the case, Rock will lose to Roman. Okay. That's just the bottom line. Because I heard one of the deals when McMahon went to Cody's house said, yeah, I come here for a while. Eventually, we'll give you the belt. So that's in, probably in Cody's mind. Like, hey, wait a minute. Old man said, where's my strap, you know? Well, if Cody's matured, he'll understand what business is all about. What's the biggest match you can make for WrestleMania 40? Yeah, Rock and Reigns. Right. You bring in the Rock, and you know what? I mean, most of those guys realize you bring in the Rock, you bring in Stone Cold, that adds an extra zero, if not a couple zeros. Because now the casual fans are talking about it now. Exactly. Even in my football group, Rock came back. I never hear nothing about wrestling, but when these Rock, you're right. When Rock and Stone Cold, Stone Cold come back, people talk. It's well, all about I mean, everyone in that backstage can say thank you when they see their um, royalty checks. A lot of guys get jealous, like Les- or Rollins used to get jealous when Lesnar would do part-time and stuff. But if you guys want their spot, go do what they've done in the movies, Lesnar and UFC, and come back and you will get the spot. Until then, you didn't deserve it. No, I mean, that's fair, right? I mean, right? it's at the end of the day, and Ronda Rousey said it best. Like, you know, everyone complains that women don't make the same amount of money because they draw. Yeah. It's all about drawing. How, do, how can you pay... How can you pay somebody if they're not bringing in numbers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So, I mean, if you're bringing in those numbers, then yeah, you make that kind of money. Um, if not, then you got to work with what you have to work with. But yeah, I think the main event for night two is set, man. And we're looking at the rock and, uh, you know, and they got the storyline started now. So that means we got about what, three months of buildup for this now. Yeah, right? Philadelphia, WrestleMania 40. It'll be a slow build. Which leads now, like, who's going to win the Royal Rumble? I think it's going to be Punk. I yeah, it's going to be, right? Punk's going to win the Rumble. That's going to be the main event for night one. I hate the fact that we already know where we're predicting this, right? They got to do something. Switch right? it up. But yeah, Punk's winning the Rumble. But Punk's going to win the Rumble. You're going to have that storyline there. What I would love to see, if, if, if it is possible, if MJF comes to the WWE this year, right? I don't think um, so. Well, I mean, I'd be kind of curious to see. Let's just to say that he comes in and he interferes at Mania and causes Punk to lose. Yeah. I'm just saying. This is yeah, so good, good. You never know in wrestling. Right? I mean, you could also potentially have now, if Cody doesn't have a dance partner now, MGF would be a great dance partner for him. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of stories there to be told. But I don't know. Twenty twenty four. I just think that they, got, they eventually they got to do the McMahon storyline. The McMahon family feud. Well, they all can still move. You know, McMahon's got the spine thing. Triple H got the heart problem. Let's get this feud going. You bring in Shane, bring in Steph, and let them smack talk each other a little bit. Have a little match. You can just punch and kick. And uh, loser leaves. You know that all that. Go loser yeah, yeah, leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. No, it could be fun, man. I mean, I'm looking forward to 2020. Those promos can write themselves. They, just, they can just shoot. Yeah. So, but I don't think we'll ever see that, but who knows? Well, hey, tell you what, brother, man. Um, 2024, we didn't know that. McMahon was going to sell the company at this yeah, time. Yes, you, never know. you know, we never know what's going to happen in the world of pro wrestling. Um, because McMahon and Triple H have never really feuded before, really. Like they did a little bit with DX, but not personal stuff. Well, I mean, the closest they ever got to feuding and in storyline terms was when McMahon, when Triple H married stuff. Yeah. And then, then they came out and they dressed up as Shane events a little bit back and forth, but they didn't really actually like, hey, you know. Yeah, but they they never played it. They never really broke down the fourth wall. I mean, that fourth wall has been crumbling a lot more in the last five, six years. Mm. Uh, it's just more evident, you know, what's going on in the backstage and who's what and where. And... I don't know Triple H. Never met the guy. I don't know how he thinks, but I can almost guarantee you, in the back of his mind, he wants that old man gone. Not dead, but it's away from the company, out of the way, get rid of you. I'm. So, he's just like, it's like 
Donald Trump Jr. You're living in these guys' shadows. Get these old guys that won't stop Bob. They want these guys out of the way. The thing is, these guys don't go away. No, no one goes <laughs> so, away. But I can be wrong. I just think that's my vibe with Triple H. Just how he, he kind of talks, so he praises Nick Man, but you can see he's kind of like almost feels obligated to praise him. It's not like it's coming genuine. That's how I take it. I don't know. I don't see it that way myself. Firstly, I see a guy in Triple H who knows who groomed him. I mean, if you think about it, he being under McMahon's learning tree for a long time. If he didn't marry Steph, he would be probably at AEW or something. He wouldn't be in a spot. I mean, that's just the reality of it. You know what I think? Okay, just to kind of change the topic really quickly because it just hit my mind. Kevin Dunn should go to AEW. He just recently left the WWE. Yeah, I heard that. Longest longest reigning guy there. He's done. Basically, he runs the truck. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So if AEW wants to make an amazing signing, that'd be good. That would be the best guy because he could help them with the production. He could really turn the product around from that side. And that's been my biggest gripe on the company is their cutaway angles and this and that. I know it's minor, but at the end of the day, when you already know what you're looking at, you're looking for other things to critique that to find. Yeah. And for me, a be a great hire. Times- Hopefully pick up the phone and give the guy a job. Even for a couple of years, he trains everybody up teaches them tricks of the trade that he's learned along the way and you can ride off into the sunset. I think Kevin Dunn would be probably the greatest asset they could sign right now. Forget hiring talent. You have enough. Bring him in and teach everyone in the back how to run the show. Totally agree. Totally agree. To be fair, that's the closest thing to bringing McMahon himself in. Pretty much. He's he's worked hand out for many years. Right. Besides maybe years. Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, bring this guy in. Right. So that's it, man. I think that's what we're looking at in 2024. I don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to go. We never do. That's the fun but about wrestling. That's the beauty of it. That's what we love Don't forget about. there's injuries, too, that some guy can get injured, change a whole card. Who knows? Some guy can get hot. LA Knight's hot, too. He's kind of fading out a little bit but because of the rock stuff, but he's still a major player in 2024 also. But it's going to be fun to see LA Knight and The Rock do a promo together because everyone's – you know what I love to see? Stone Cold Rock and him do a promo together because everyone says he's a copycat of those two combined. So hey, a little bit. I wouldn't call him a copycat. He's definitely uh, no, no. Meaning wise, he's taken elements of Rock. He's yes. taken elements of Stone Cold to make himself right. Yeah. So I mean, you you could at any moment you could see shades of Stone Cold, shades of Rock, kind of kind of come out of him a little bit. So it's going to be kind of curious to see if they ever get to work together. But yeah, man, yeah. I tell you what, that's twenty twenty three in a nutshell. Twenty twenty four lightly just you know what we think but yeah man it's gonna happen it's gonna be fun but we never know absolutely brother man all right why don't we end this puppy here first show of the year uh i just want to say thank you mr michaels for for traveling this road with us and with me and uh you know we've been an amazing team i can't wait to see what we accomplish together brothers in arms for life as far as i'm concerned um i call you a trash bag brother my friend you know what that is I do, but let the audience know what that means. Some might not know what that means. Okay. So should I let them know? Yeah, let them know. All right. So a trash bag brother is such that if Mr. Michaels decided to call me any day of the year, 24-7, 3 a.m., Samson, I need you to come over with a trash bag and a shovel. (laughs) The only question I ask would be, are we taking my car or your car or where do I meet you? So that's the highest level of brotherhood, in my opinion, that anyone can achieve. So thank you, brother, uh, for everything, uh, all your support and everything throughout the whole year. And um, yeah. thank you also for 
you created the podcast. It was your idea. Thanks for bringing me along. I appreciate it and make a good team. And the debate's fun, right? If we didn't debate, it would be boring. You know what I mean? So nice to have a little, of course, we have to agree on something. Some things are just, no, no, no. But, but what I really, nice to have it. I thought about this the other night when I was sitting um, in the, in, in the emerge, Yeah. Um, you know, just thinking about stuff. And um, I realized that you and I come, from, we're polar opposites in a lot of ways. We agree on a lot of things, but just our personalities and our demeanors are very different. I'm mm-hmm. the kind of guy to run out of, of the house in my underwear and jump in the pool. You're more the guy who'll take the steps down and, you know, quietly go in the pool. Sort of. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah that's good. But oh, when yeah. we, when we met, when did Pacquiao and. Uh, 2015. So we May met. Of 20, Cinco de Mayo 2015. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo, May 2015. We met for the first time. And if you thought about it, we, you know, like, hey, hi, how you doing? And I always thought that we'd just be friends, acquaintances, right? Because we were so mm. different. But I guess God had a plan for us. You know, I mean, we, mm. we, we, yeah, we that's a good way to say it. We've seen a lot of people that we've known kind of disappear from our lives. People that yep. kind of brought us together disappear. And we're the two that are standing. So who would have ever thought that this odd couple would have come together the way we have, right? I mean, that, that makes the best teams. If you listen to uh, JR and King or Gorilla and uh, Jesse, they're opposites. But when you put them together, Stephen A and Mad Dog, when yeah. you put them together, no, they agree but, enough to make it work. But when you put them together, it works better, absolutely. right? Show, show aside and everything, brother, I got to say, man, and uh, straight up, like, this is God at work, very simply. You know, he brought us together in 2015, not knowing that maybe – five, six, seven years later, we'd be doing something like this, but it took that yeah. time for us to become trash bag brothers, right? And I don't uh, forget when you brought the idea to me. I was actually dropping you off a Manny Pacquiao hoodie and a cul-de-sac at one of our friend's houses and you came out to get the hoodie. Then you like, I got this idea. Maybe try it. Kind of threw it out there and just like started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that's how it all kind of went you know, from there. All happened. There we go, man. But you know what? We're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, you know, turtle and the hare, the tortoise always wins. So we're going to keep the steady pace and keep going. And uh, we'll both get everything we want. I, I yep, believe. Yep. We're on the right, right way. We're on the right way. All right. On that note, all that mushiness out of the way for this year. And let's get back to who we are. Uh, brother, thank you again. Thank you to the fans. Thank you to everyone who listens to our show. Thank you to all the people in the industries that have supported us unconditionally, have shown yes. us love. Have pointed us in the right directions without you guys, without Michaels, without myself, and especially without the people who listen to the show, we wouldn't be here. So thank you for all of that. And may your 2024 be blessed. May may God, you know, listen to your prayers and and you know fulfill your dreams. But remember, whatever you want to accomplish, you still have to work hard for it. Never forget that. That's Praying great. is one thing. You know, believing is one thing. You got to do some action too. You yeah. still have to work for it, right? Nothing is free. Respect is earned. It's not given. I well believe said. you with that. We right? learn that every day when we're doing this. We learn some of the guys that we talk to too. You know, you, you respect is earned. Anyone who says they deserve anything, you have to earn it. No one deserves anything in this world. It's a harsh thing to say, but That's life experience has taught me that you deserve nothing. The time you put in is what you're going to get. Well said. Well said. So true. So guys, girls, go for the stars. Work for your dreams. Believe in the higher power. Believe, you know, believe. Just believe. And everything will come true. Samp and Chance, out.